another gorgeous Friday in fabulous Las Vegas. Thank you for tuning in to Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I am your host, Bridget Magnus, and this is the Vegas Video Network. Go ahead and send those questions in to gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. Of course, uh, you know, if you'd like to go ahead and watch our other great shows, that's absolutely terrific. They're all available at vegasvideonetwork.com or iTunes. And so then, we're going to get started right away and plunge right into the Friday figures. All right then. Um, as of this morning, we have 14,566 available properties. That is up 39% year over year. The median price on single-family homes is 135,000, down 29% year over year, and the median price on condos and townhomes is 63,000, that is down 22% year over year. Now, I'd just like to point out that um, at this time last year, we did have the home buyer tax credit. That did mean that we had an artificially low number of uh, listings available and an artificially high price because. A lot of people wanted to get in on that action while they could. Now, of all of those available units, 3,081 are foreclosed homes. That is up 38% year over year. Median price is 102,500. Short sales are 6,676 of the available units. That is up 55% year over year. Median price 110. We do also have 4,807 non-distressed listings available. That is up 14% year over year. The median price, 175K. In the last 30 days, we have closed an amazing 3,909 listings. That is up 8%, despite the fact that nationwide in April, there was a 12.9% drop in closings. So things are hopping in Vegas. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Median sales price of homes that closed was 110,000. That is down 14% over last year. Median list price 15,000. That is down 12% over last year. We do also have 13,546 homes under contract to be purchased down 21% year over year. But the amazing part of this number is that the number of short sales in that number is down 41%. Yes, banks are working through that inventory. Just for three, we do have 3,757 rentals available, 2,332 new leases, both with a median price of 1,100. Now on to the news, we're just going to go right from there to some numbers on apartment occupancy in the Las Vegas Valley. Average is 92% and average rent is 761 a month. Um, there was a new study by HUD that apparently shows that the five largest mortgage servicers are defrauding taxpayers. Let's hope they put some people in jail because they need to go there. Um, mortgage delinquencies improving, a great sign for the health of the real estate market going forward. Well, now, we've talked about a lot of things at, uh, on this show over the months that we've been here, and today we are going to kind of take a different angle on something. Should you go with a short sale, or should you go with the strategic default, also known as jingle mail and deed in lieu of foreclosure? 
You know why they call it jingle mail, right? You just put those keys into the uh, um, envelope and jingle, jingle, jingle all the way to the bank. So um, some of the information that I'm going to give you today is courtesy of a realtor and blogger named Karen Rittenhouse. And some of the information I'm about to give you is courtesy of the Realty One Group Continuing Education Department. So then, let's get down to brass tacks. The first thing I want to remind you about both foreclosure and short sale is that at the end, you will not own a house. I think it is important to mention this because I see so many ads out there that talk about saving the house from foreclosure with a short sale. And well, what have you saved? You still don't own a house. So let's get on to business here. Um, right now, it looks like after you've had either, excuse me, after you've had a short sale, it looks like it's going to be about three years before you can realistically buy a new home. After a foreclosure, it's more like five to seven years. But I would like to point out that this is a number that changes all the time, and I cannot guarantee that it will be the same next month, let alone three or five or seven years from now. Please keep that in mind. Now, of course, you all know that you're going to have a big hit on your credit report if you have a foreclosure, something to the effect of 200 to 400 points off your FICO score. What you may not know is that on a short sale, you're probably looking at something between a 50 and a 200 point hit. Some of that is due to the fact that, well, there's the great temptation to not pay your mortgage, and that, of course, gets reported as late. There is not actually a short sale category that is reported to the big three credit agencies, so that red mark is not going to appear, but the fallout from it will. That is important to remember. Um, as I just talked about the credit, so I don't need to talk about that. Ha ha! Um, one thing that I do absolutely need to mention to you is that after a foreclosure for seven years, if you apply for any kind of loan, there is going to be a question on that form that says, have you had a foreclosure in the last seven years? And if you've had a foreclosure, you have to answer yes. If you do not, the FBI considers it fraud. And these days, the FBI is really kind of sensitive to actually cracking down on that sort of thing. Obviously, if you've had a short sale, that's not a foreclosure. You don't have to answer yes to the question. So that is an important thing to remember. Another important thing to remember is that through the end of 2012, by federal law, you do not have to report any forgiven principal from a short sale. I can't see Congress not renewing that bill next year, but keep in mind that it does technically expire. The next thing I need to make absolutely sure you know is that if your bank is not willing to forgive the outstanding balance on a short sale, they can come after you under Nevada law for six years and try to get a deficiency judgment from you in a court of law. For a first mortgage, they can only try to come after you for six months. That is a big difference and worth considering. Um, it, to be brutally honest, if you can't get um, the deficiency waived, walk away from the short sale. That is my advice to you. If they're going to try to stick it to you, don't let them just live with the fact that it is not going to work. 
I also need to remind you that the short sale is a long and invasive process. Not only will you be through the process of you've got to make your home look nice, you've got to live with people coming through your home to view it and later to do inspections. There's a, a huge stack of documents that are going to have to go to the bank about absolutely everything that's going on in your life. Bank statements, brokerage statements, um, hardship letter, basically anything that would make them decide that you deserve the short sale has to go into them and it is invasive. I have seen people walk away when they see how much information the bank wants. Um, also, one more thing that I need to tell you about is that because employers can and do often check credit, a foreclosure is going to be something that may affect your current employment or your future ability to get employment. This is doubly true if you have a job that requires any kind of security clearance. If this is so, I urge you to do everything in your power to make a short sale work out for you. And that kind of concludes what I really want to say about that, except for, you know, if you ask 10 realtors which is better, a short sale or a foreclosure, nine of them are going to automatically, without thinking, say a short sale. I'm going to say it depends because of all that lovely stuff I just told you. And that brings us all the way to real advice. Today's real advice is based on a question that I answered on uh, Trulia.com. I had the best answer and I thought I'd share it with you nice people because I bet you'd like to know too. What are the criteria for someone who is planning on purchasing a rental property here in Las Vegas? Okay, well, let's first off hit all of the general stuff for every investor. First off, I'm gonna say avoid mold. I know, that's kind of common sense, but I'm just going to say it right out loud, avoid mold. Um, also, please understand that you will have a higher down payment than if you were planning to buy a home to live in. It, it, you're probably not going to get away with 10 or 20 percent, please be aware. Cash is king. If you can put together a cash offer, it will be considered much higher up on the list of offers than if you have a financed offer. This is particularly important in multiple offer situations, and we still do have a bunch of those. Don't be fooled. Now, if you do not live here locally, please plan on hiring a property manager. State law does require that you have a responsible person, either in the same county or within 60 miles, and for practical purposes, that does mean a property manager someone who has the authority to take the rent, someone who has the authority to call a handyman for emergency repairs. Please calculate this expense into your business budget. Um, pay attention when it comes for inspection to that property inspector. Pay attention to what he tells you, and don't skimp. Go ahead and get the home warranty. Avoid properties that are subject to litigation, uh, such as um, construction defects like Tytech, also disputes with the HOA, that sort of thing. Don't get involved, there are other properties. Um, newer properties do require less maintenance and renovation 
I generally recommend something newer than built in 1990 or 1995. Choose a property that is near businesses. Businesses employ people. People need places to live. And finally, the last thing I'm going to say for all investors is to read the HOA docs very carefully. Some homeowners associations limit your ability to rent out the property. You do have the right to inspect these documents for five days before closing. So take advantage of that time, read carefully, and if a property will not let you do what your business plan says you must do, don't do it. So then what if you're planning on buying a condo? First off, I'm going to say plan on paying cash. You cannot qualify for FHA as a non-owner occupant, and there are too few condo um, developments that are approved for conventional financing. For your best results, plan on spending at least $50,000. you are going to want a one or a two bedroom uh, unit because they're going to be easier to rent out as a condo. And it was very much preferable if the place has at least one covered assigned parking spot. Now, if you're talking about townhomes, the rules are a little bit different. I'd plan on spending at least 60000 and be prepared for the idea that cash is going to be better. Um, two to four bedrooms and at least two baths is what I would recommend. I would also recommend an attached garage and a small yard. The person who is seeking to rent a townhome, for whatever reason, is going to want a little bit of room, maybe for their dog or cat to run around. As far as single-family housing, do not expect to buy something habitable for less than a hundred grand, and do be aware that there is strong competition among buyers for the nicer properties in the lower price range. I would go for three to four bedrooms with a minimum of two baths and a two-car attached garage. Nobody really wants to have to go trekking across the yard to get into their garage to get their car out. And believe me, it's Las Vegas. People want a garage to put their car into if it's at all possible. I'd recommend no pool for maintenance and for reduced liability. I would recommend a smaller lot so that there is less landscape work that has to be done on a regular basis. And finally, this is a tip that applies both to buyers for, per for personal use and for investors. Single-story properties do cost more per square foot, but they retain value better and are going to appreciate in value better. The reason for this is that the baby boomers are in their 60s. They are getting to the point where as much as they would love to have a, a, um, a home with two or more stories, they just can't do that anymore. So the, the upshot is that there is more competition for those single-family homes on one story. So then I would just like to thank everybody for joining me. I do hope you have a terrific Memorial Day weekend. Don't forget to send those questions in to gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. But if you have a personal real estate issue that I can help you with, go to bridgetmagnus.com where you will find my contact information and the complete version of Friday Figures. We'll see you next week. Thank you.